Hello, welcome to Weekly Dose with Dr. Uday, where all your questions for your primary care doctor are answered. Our goal is to help our listeners make their wellness a priority and live out long, enjoyable, and fulfilling lives. All right, it is a party over here. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Weekly Dose with Dr. Uday. I have an amazing special guest. She just keeps me smiling, Dr. <laughs> Victoria Storley Agula, who's going to be talking to us all about desire and arousal in midlife. So this is going to be really, really good. So we're going to be jumping in in a sec. I'm going to start with introductions. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Dr. Uday. I'm board-certified family medicine physician based in Martinsburg, West Virginia. I own a primary care practice, namely Apple Valley Family Medicine, and I also provide aesthetic services. And with both modalities, my goal is to have my patients not only feeling good, but looking good. So let's get right to it. So Dr. Aguila is a board-certified family medicine physician near Los Angeles. No family medicine. I know, right? in practice for 16 years and is deeply passionate about menopause and women's sensual health, which is why we're here. And she strongly believes that the choices we make as women for our health today will impact our future wellness and quality of life. So this is so good. So Dr. Aguila, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. Yes, Talking about so sensual awesome. health on a Friday. Okay. <laughs> right. Right Ready the for weekend. the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you guys are in for a treat. So, all right. So first question, and we were kind of talking about it before we got on, and we get a lot of uh, questions um, as family medicine docs where we have patients asking, hey, doc, what happened to my libido, especially after, you know, after menopause and midlife? So, Dr. Aguila, what's your response to that? Wow, that's a loaded question. Libido and sensual health is such a huge, all-encompassing topic, right? Because to have really good sensual health, we have to have really good physical health, you know? We can't be sick and, and tired and, you know, and also we have to have really good emotional health. Um, if we're depressed and anxious and stress out with low body image, all that will impede our sensuality. And we know, because we talked last time, that menopause yeah. can Im impact our anatomy below the belt, the vaginal dryness and all that. And it can also impact our mood because women in menopause are more likely to have anxiety and depression and insomnia. So mm -hmm. in order for us, if we're in midlife, if we're thinking about where's my libido, what happened? Why, don't, why aren't I in the mood? We have to sort of look at us holistically. How's our physical health? Is everything going on okay down there in the, remember the vulva, yeah. <laughs> the vaginal <laughs> symptoms that happen to the vulva. We got to <laughs> take care of her. We got to give her topical estrogen if we have vaginal dryness. So we have to think about our vulva health. We have to really tune in and check in where we are emotionally. If we're suffering from anxiety and depression, sex might be the last thing on our minds. And actually up to a third of women suffer from low desire. And a lot of that has to do with where they are emotionally. Mm. So mm -hmm. 
talk a little bit more um, just with the emotional health and the body image. Can you kind of go just a little bit deeper on those two things as far as affecting um, libido? Yes. When researchers look at what are the components of a really healthy sex life for women, positive body image and um, self-consciousness and body positivity is so important because yeah. if we're going to have a healthy sensual life, we have to have you know, plenty of arousal and turn on with ourselves. We have to love our own body. And it starts with us alone. Because if we look in the mirror in the morning, and the first thing we say is, Oh, my gosh, what's going on with my face? Or, Oh, geez, I haven't been working out or what's going on? My boobs are down to where? Where's this going to end? I mean, that doesn't leave a lot of space for us to celebrate our, our gorgeous, sensual, sexy woman's bodies. So if we're left to our own devices, many women will be so cruel to themselves. We mm. say things in our head automatically when we look in the mirror that we would never, ever, ever tell our friend. If we mm. told our friends the things we said to ourselves like, ooh, our friends would not be our friends. <laughs> so we have to start by being our own best friend. You know, we have to pump ourselves up. And we can practice, but we do it so self-consciously, so subconsciously, we don't even know we're doing it. So mm -hmm. I would say for the next, you know, couple times you look in the mirror, pay attention to the first words or thoughts in your mind, because they're usually, unfortunately, self-criticism. And we can counter that by being intentional so that the next time you look in the mirror and I look in the mirror, I'm going to look at all the things I love about my body. I could say, instead of saying, oh, look at my muffin top, I could say, uh, wow, I really love my shoulders. They let me <laughs> hold my family. Or look at my magnificent legs. They take me about this world to get done everything I need to do. Look at my lips. They let me kiss my lover. They let me speak my truth. We can practice falling in love with ourselves just alone, just in the mirror. And the more we cultivate that positive body image, the more we can have our own turn on when we're by ourselves, our own personal sensual turn on, that once we cultivate that, we can carry that over when we're with a partner. That is amazing. What For, for clients that come to you um, with help with this, what obstacles do you find um, that you, you kind of help them with? I mean, you've touched on some of them, but are there any other obstacles that you note? There's so many. Unfortunately, there's so many. We live mm. such busy lives, you know, work and family and friendships and marriage and children. And we have so many priorities as women. We like we run we run the world, you know, and um, sometimes we put our sensual health on the back burner. Like we will do almost everything first. And then if we're lucky, if we have a spare time, maybe, you know, on date night, then we have time for sensual health. So one of the things is we might have to prioritize our sensual lives just the way we prioritize exercise or sleep or eating because it, it just falls to the back burner so much that it doesn't even become in the forefront of our lives. So some women say, well, I just don't have any libido. I just don't have a sex drive. I'm just not in the mood. And that's a really common thing women say. And when I used to hear that, I used to think, huh, I wonder... I don't know what to do about that. I did a lot of research into that. And it turns out in the mood, you know, that's another word for desire, desiring sex. 
And when a lot of us, and this includes me, when I used to think about desire, I used to think that was what we know as spontaneous desire. Like you have this feeling like your your eyes lock with someone. You're like, hmm, yes, I think I would like to do that. And then all of a sudden you're aroused and you're ready for, for sensual interaction. And that's what a lot of us think about as libido or desire. Seeing someone, being in the mood, good to go. But that's just spontaneous desire. That's only half of what desire is. The other half is known as responsive desire. And 50% of women only have that kind of desire at the forefront. And that's where they need to feel physical arousal, physical pleasure in their bodies before they're in the mood, before they have a mental desire. So they have to create a context where they're feeling pleasure with themselves or with their partner. And then you're in the mood. And, uh, and so many women, if they were just liberated with the knowledge that it's normal to, to have feel only or mostly responsive desire, then they would realize they could be in the mood. You just got to, like Nike, you just got to do it. <laughs> just got to. I love it. So I'm pretty sure this part is going to be what people are listening for. So what actionable tips would you have for um, any any of our viewers listening that, you know, would need help in, in, in this department as far as improving their arousal and, and desire and all that? I think it's really important for us to know ourselves. A lot of these things happen at a subconscious level. All these mechanisms, these signals between our environment and our brains are happening without us even being aware, like the negative self-talk, without our awareness. So we can start to look at our environment. Is there lots of stress? Do we not have privacy? Are the kids always around? Do we need to get a babysitter? Do we need to make time for long baths and luxuriating in our own body? We can create a context that sets us up for success. So if we know the things that put us in the mood, the things that are our natural turn-ons, and we know the things that distract us away from being in the mood, then we can make a list of them. It sounds silly, but making a list, building our awareness. What most women will realize when they do that is they don't have so much problem with the arousal, things that make them aroused or things that put them in the mood. Most mm -hmm. of the problems are on the other side, the things that distract them away from being in the mood. Um, bills, lack of privacy, things that are on the outside, like distractions and no privacy and no time, and things that are on the inside, which is that low body confidence I was talking about. So if we know our negative things, if we know the things that distract us away, then we can build situation, context, where we minimize those and then maximize the things that are our own personal turn-ons, whether that's things we see, things we feel, intimate massage, um, really erotic love stories, things like that tend to be really good turn-ons for women. Absolutely. So you guys have heard it. You need to be um, more proactive on your sexual life. Um, and such great tips um, from Dr. Aguila. So Dr. Aguila, um, for people that would like to connect with you, where can they find you? Thank you. So I, it's just my joy to talk about women's central health. I really love it. I get so excited. I'm almost bouncing out of my seat. I, I totally dig it. <laughs> I created a course called Menopause Mastery with Feminine Flame MD. You can get to it by going to my website, feminineflamemd.com. And here awesome. I just share all the wisdom about 
all the changes that happen to our body with menopause, our anatomy, our vagina, our vulva, our bladder, the changes that happened with our mood and self-image, and and what we mm -hmm. can actually do about it. So we don't have to just uh, take it as it comes and hope for the best. We can actually be proactive, take care of our physical body, our emotional body, and really nurture our sensual health. It's It's not automatic and no one automatically teaches us. But if we take the time and have a little guidance, we can do this. Women are brilliant. We can demystify yeah. menopause. We just need a little guidance. So if you want some guidance, if you want some really proactive, actionable steps, go to my website, feminineflamemd.com, and you can sign up for my menopause mastery waitlist. Oh, that is so awesome. So guys, it's going to be really good. So make sure you sign up and then um, we'll include the link for that with this as well. Thank you so much for this. This was awesome. Thank so you. thank you. And then um, for everybody out there, if you're looking for a primary care doctor that cares, we're accepting new patients at Apple Valley Family Medicine. Our number is 304-350-1087. And you can find us online at www.applevalleyfamilymed.com. Thank you so much for joining us and have a wonderful week. Thank you. Bye. Viva la vulva. <laughs> so awesome. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, share, and include a review. Don't forget, you're worth it, and your health is our priority. Tune in for another episode next week, and have a great rest of your week.